0: What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your diary? What's in your diary?
1: What's in 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 yours?
2: Now, more than ever, we need to find healthy ways for coping with spiritual, mental, and emotional trauma.
0: Journaling is a cost-effective way to deal with trauma and generational wounds. The It's Not Your Diary brand is here to help you through faith and understanding. And we believe our daily journal prompts and the services we provide will become the first-hand
2: knowledge that our future generations need to heal, overcome life's challenges,
0: and to understand their family history.
2: So let's begin removing stigmas about spiritual, mental, and emotional health, and watch how your life gets transformed.
0: You can listen to us on all podcast platforms at It's Not Your Diary and subscribe to our daily journal assignments at itsnotyourdiary.com.
2: Remember, It's Not Your Diary because what we journal about affects the generations to come. And now, let's get on to the show.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. It's Ty, and I have a panel today. I have my friends. Um, We have a returning guest. Y'all know Carla, and y'all can just introduce yourselves.
1: Hey, everybody. It's Carla again.
0: I'm Crystal. And I'm Giselle. And welcome back. So for today, our topic is actually going to be women's body image. And yeah, so before we get started, how is everybody's week going? Um, um week. Go ahead, Giselle. <laughs> my week has been
3: a little hectic for it to only be Tuesday, but... I feel you, okay. I feel you.
1: Yeah, same over here. It's been crazy at work. It's flu shot season, so mm. you know, it's, it's a little crazy.
0: <laughs> How about you, Crystal?
1: It's been going okay, I guess.
4: Better than last week so far.
0: Okay, that's good. That's good. All righty, so we're going to hop right in. I just said forget the segment for today because it's late and we got to get to sleep because we got stuff to do. So, um, like I said, we'll be talking about women's body image. And do I want y'all to share a little bit about your personal journey. Um,
1: Carla, you want to go first? Um, yeah, so my uh, body image journey has been quite a journey. I feel like... Since I was young, I always had a very complicated relationship with my body. I felt like I was always too fat. Like, I didn't look like the other girls. I'm built a little bit thicker, you know. So, I always felt kind of, like, left out. Like, I didn't fit in. I am now beginning to love my body. And, yeah, that's where I'm at now. Mm
0: -hmm. That's good. That's good. Okay. Jaseel?
3: Well... So growing up, I was a little tomboy, so I didn't really start getting into my body journey until like seventh or eighth grade. I mean, I knew my body, but I didn't care too much about the appearance. So, like, in 7th to 8th grade was when I started dressing nice. I started, you know, caring about how I looked and things like that going into, like, freshman and sophomore year. Um, But, like, freshman, 7th to 8th grade, I was really skinny, like, really, really skinny. And then, like, freshman and sophomore year, I think the most I weighed was, like, 110. So, I always thought I was really skinny. So, I started to, like eat a lot of food so I can get like thick but um and so that changed so I got thick but I got thicker in a lot of other places and now I'm still a little thicker but um I like Carla I am starting to love how I am and what I look like so oh that's good
0: okay Crystal
4: so I always been a thick girl since birth, since I was little, I always been thick. Um, my mama made sure she let me know I was thick. So yeah, I just always, always knew I was bigger. Like, um, in elementary school, like, I wouldn't wear shorts cause I felt like like my thighs were too big. Um, now I wear some shorts. You can't tell me shit now, but yes, I always been aware that I've been bigger. Um, then in high school, I was obese. My BMI was well over 30. Um, but when I went out to college and was on living on campus, um, my friends used to work out. So that's how I got in the gym. Because before that, you could not pay me to sweat. I did not like to sweat. I always been so girly. I always cared about like how I look. I always been conscious about how my clothes fit my body, how my hair looked. So I never wanted to sweat. But when I got to college, I started working out and I started reading the nutritional labels. I just started being more aware of what I was eating. And then I lost some weight in college. And then I realized like, damn, you know, I kind of like how this body looked better than when I was heavier. Mm. So I'm like, you know, I want to I kind of stay this fast. Plus I, I had gotten a healthy weight range. But when I got pregnant with Jordan, I literally gained every pound back... So I had to start back over from square one, but I'm almost back to that healthy weight range. But I'm in a good place right now with my body.
0: That's good. That's good. And um, for my journey, I would say uh, when I was younger, I guess I was small, like when I was a little kid, like a toddler. But then I started gaining weight in like fourth grade. And then that's when like my grandma used to take us to Wendy's all the time, getting frosties like every day. So at that point, you know, I just started eating all my feelings, I guess a little kid and I didn't really know it. And that kind of just was my life until high school. And then I realized, oh, I actually kicked somebody, I think in like fifth or sixth grade, cause they called me fat. And then I used to bully everybody who ever said I was fat. Cause I'm like, how dare you! And then I got in trouble. Then they called my mom. That was that. And then like high school, I started like starving myself pretty much. Part of the reason was because I was trying to save all my lunch money. Part of the reason was because I was like seeing like, oh, I'm losing weight, so I'm just gonna keep doing this. It was super unhealthy. I used to eat like watermelon. Only or like mashed potatoes or a little salt and pepper But love Flair that was like throughout the whole high school journey. And then I lost a lot of weight in high school. But since I've always been tall, my weight has always been high. Um compared to other people who were shorter, they was always like, I'm this much weight, blah blah blah. And I was always trying to be like 115, never knowing because I'm tall, I'm gonna always weigh like a lot more than them. So yeah, that um that was that. Yeah, once I had jacks, I no. Before I had jacks, I started gaining weight. As my grandma passed away, I started eating a lot more and then gained it all back. I gained, like, way more weight back. After I had jacks, I gained, I was almost, like, 300 pounds. But now I'm, like, losing weight slowly. So, yes, I um, am still a work in progress, I guess. So, for our... Next question, Crystal, what did you learn about your body image as a girl? So like I told y'all, my mom made sure that I knew that I
4: was a chubby monster. She used to tell me, like, girl, look at your thighs. Look at your stomach. I never got mad at her or whatever, because, I mean, my mama thick too. So it's not like she was skinny and so to me. Like, no, she knows she struggled with her weight, and she really just didn't want me to struggle with my weight, which I have struggled with my weight. Um, So as a as a young girl... I just knew I was bigger. And
0: what was the question again? Oh, what did you learn about your body image as a little girl? <laughs> um... Yeah. I just, I, I
4: just knew I was bigger because of my mom. And then like the girls at school too, the girls at school were obviously smaller. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I would look at them and then look at me. And like I said, I wouldn't wear shorts. I was really conscious about what I would wear because I didn't want to look bigger and the clothes that I would put on. So I was really picky about what I would wear. My mama mm-hmm. could vouch for that, too. I was really picky. But, um yeah, I was very aware of my body, though. My stomach was bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was just bigger. Mm-hmm. And um so my mama used to work out. And sometimes I'd be like, oh, I want to work out, too. But it wouldn't last long. I would work out for, like, five minutes. Like, okay, this is over. <laughs> and she used to have like energy drinks I remember I used to sneak her energy drinks and I was so little I should not have been drinking on no energy drinks oh. but I would be trying to drink them because that's what she would drink to lose weight but I also used to eat whatever I wanted like I just ate whatever I wanted I mean obviously I didn't know like how bad certain foods are like cereal I would bust out two bowls of cereal no problem with some whole milk like I'll never do that today first first of all I can't even drink the cow's milk anymore. Anymore because I became lactose intolerant. I've grown into that. But cereal is so bad for you, but you know, being younger, I didn't know how bad these foods were. Like, I would go to the gas station, because we live right next door to the gas station, and get a bag of hot flamins, come home and put powdered sugar in a bag and shake it up. It's bomb, y'all. It's bomb. But that's the kind of, like, fat shit I used to do. It sounds gross. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good. <laughs> Don't knock it till you try it. It's- First, I'll
3: be having the most creative things to eat. I... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I would not try that. I think I would. would? Girl,
4: it's, it's good. It's addictive, too. Like, I used to do it all the time. Like, I don't know what made me try it either, but I've always been a snack person. I still am. I still stay up on the new snacks. I just, you know, won't bad all the time. I'll probably bad once. If I see, like, a commercial or something new came out or if mm. I'm in the store, I'll be like, wow, well, I, I want to try this, but I want to go crazy on it, but I'm still a snack, girl.
0: Yeah. Mm. You Know what you put me on to, and I regretted those set those uh Captain Crunch delights when they had them at Taco Bell. That was terrible, but they took them off the menu. Good, I'm they, happy they
4: did that for us because we <laughs> would stay, we would stay drinking and going to get them Captain Crunch bites. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh-uh. <Mm-mm. laughs> Okay. And then I have a statistic before we go on to our other questions, because one of the questions that I did have was how can a woman tell if she has a poor or good body image? But I really wanted to find like some statistics for y'all. So Approximately 91% of women are unhappy with their bodies and resort to dieting to achieve their ideal body shape. Unfortunately, only 5% of women naturally possess the body type often portrayed by Americans in the media. And then 58% of college-aged girls feel pressured to be a certain way. So would y'all say y'all kind of agree with this as far as like you seeing other women around you, like
1: women in your life? Um, I would just like to comment on that one statistic that said only like 5% of women actually have the body that America portrays. I'm sorry, but the body that or america portrays right now is a cartoon body yeah. nobody really has that body unless you're getting surgery done
4: That heart shape booty mm-hmm.
1: so but i agree with all those statistics definitely i do too and i guess that's why they said it's only five percent you right <laughs> it's
3: the 95 who want that body i guess
0: Right. Yeah. And it's sad, too, that it's like 58 percent of college age girls feel pressured to be a certain weight because like in college, you should be focused on like so many other things, not your weight. So that's crazy. And so just see, I got a question for you. Who was the first to teach you about your body image?
3: Um, my mom, she, she tried to teach me growing up um, things like, um, love how God made you. Cause again, I was really skinny and I wanted to gain weight. Like I wanted to look like the other girls with the booties and the boobs and stuff. So I wanted to get, I was so little. I did not like it. Um, but she told me to love how my body is, and she always kept saying to me, i never forget, she said, because I was so skinny, I didn't want to wear certain swimsuits. She was like, oh no, you better wear the two piece now, you can't wear it later. And I'm over here later, can't wear it. But uh, but she uh, also taught me that um, love that I'm dark skinned, Um, and that I'm chocolate for a reason and that I'm beautiful and stuff. Mm. Um... Oh, yeah, and then I always used to like I said, I used to claim by my boobs too, and she said they'll grow when it's time, <laughs> but you know, she taught me about my body and to love myself and
0: everything, okay, and then even so it's good that she did teach you, but do you feel like other people around you's um perception kind of always affected you, even though you had learned? When I was younger, yes,
3: because like I said, she tried to teach me those things. Mm. Did I actually learn them at that age? No, Mm. Um, I didn't learn until I got older. Mm. Um, But like I said, she did try to teach me those things. I knew, like, but at the time, I'm just thinking, like, oh, my mom loves me, you know, like my mom. Of course, my mom gonna think I'm beautiful. Like, of course, she gonna think I'm cute, you know. I, you know, so I just thought that that's what I was thinking at the time Mm. Um, because people definitely around me made me, some of them made me feel good and some Mm -hmm. of them made me feel bad, so Mm -hmm. yeah
4: just think it's interesting that you say like you were skinny but you wanted the big boobs and the big butt and Mm. that just makes me think because I used to look at the smaller girls like in elementary school and middle school and think like they so carefree like they just wear what they want to wear like they comfortable versus me I'm like you know making sure my pants up over my ass and my stomach you know my pants up over the stomach like so that's interesting I, I wonder if like you know a lot of skinny girls, I like that. They like looking at thicker girls like, damn, I wish I was thicker. Why are we looking at them like, damn, I wish I was small like them.
3: But yeah. you got to think about it, like, just like I said, okay, with boobs, I I liked, kind of liked to dress when I got a little in 8th grade. And I wanted to wear, like, the halter tops, you know, that was, like, the little thing and stuff. And the um, gauchos, you know, the girls with the gauchos. Oh, my pants, gosh. Those old booties, you know, <laughs> I couldn't wear those things. Like, gauchos look like parachute pants on me. Oh. I couldn't wear no halter top because it was, like, I was basically still wearing training bras or, like, sports bras and stuff like that. So it wasn't like I could wear something to hold the shirt up, <laughs> you know? So it was like, I couldn't wear certain stuff. I just was like, and even though, like, I just felt I was just too skinny, y'all. I just felt like, I'm, I am i got to show y'all a picture another day, but I just felt like I was just too skinny. So I didn't want to show off, like, my stomach or my legs or nothing. Like, I don't know.
0: I heard that from a lot of people. Like, when I was younger, I would feel like that was what they always said. Because I even had a friend she will always say that, well, I wish I could have some of your meat. Mm-hmm. Like I wish. I could like, No, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, thanks for sharing that. And Carla, I have another question for you. Do you think you have a healthy body image?
1: Um, I believe now, yes, because I've been learning to love my body how I am. So I didn't really start like the love my body journey till I started hanging out with Crystal. Mm -hmm. She was like my most carefree friend. She... This girl, she will be naked around her friend. She don't care, and I, that was like that was so like shocking to me because I've always been taught like you're supposed to like keep your body covered. You're not supposed to show you being a thicker girl. Like um, you're gonna call unwanted attention and stuff like that. So I was very just not you know out there. And when I started hanging out with Crystal, she'd be like, "Girl, you know you you cute and whatever. You got a nice shape." And I was like, "Oh yeah, you know I kind of do." And then. <laughs> And then we started uh, working out a little. I didn't really take it too serious the, those first couple years. It was whatever. But um, I started investing into my health, and I'm still, you know, I'm still not no size zero. You know, I'm a size 14. Like the, uh, I think that's the uh, average American size of a woman right now.
4: Girl, no. According to Fashion Nova, plus size starts at size
1: 12. Oh, well, Okay. <laughs> So, but now I got a personal trainer. I work out, you know, I go to spin class. And I'm just really into um, health as well. That's my like model right now. You know, I wanna take care of the body that I have now. Of course, I like to indulge into like different kinds of snacks and foods and stuff like that. But the way how I view myself now is like, you know what? Yeah, I got a little stomach roll, whatever. I don't care, like I still look cute. You know, I'm still gonna pull this, this, that and that. So yeah, I like how my body is now and nobody can change my mind. That's good, that's good. And then Crystal, what helps you feel comfortable
0: in your skin?
4: So like Carla just said, like when I eat better, I feel better, Um, even just one day, like today I did pretty good those pierogies I just ate but I only ate three of them <laughs> but I barely ate any carbs today because I've been feeling like trash I just been eating like whatever I, whatever I want like the past couple of weeks. Whatever I got a taste for, i go get it. And when I do that for like a period of time, I start feeling like just like lazy and like mopey. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm eating better, like proportion, like because I feel like my ice cream and stuff, but I just try to eat the serving size, make sure I drink my eight to 10 cups of water, um, that makes me feel good. Sleeping in, sleeping in makes me feel good. Um, I have not worked out or did yoga in months. But man, working out in that yoga like after that makes me feel good. I just can't get my head to like work out or even like put my yoga mat right here on the floor and just get on the floor and put on YouTube. Like, I don't know. But that's that binge watching. 90 Day Fiance, my great reality TV shows, Big Brother. <laughs> that make me feel good. Get my nails done, lashes, I okay. the lashes, so I'm not... Bad, bad bitch,
1: hundred percent. I'm like bad bitch, seventy-five for right now.
0: But my, hair, my hair okay. My nails okay. My lashes ain't okay. So I'm it's like. okay. It's still <laughs> cute. Yeah, you're still beautiful. <laughs> <Good job. laughs> and then Carla. Before I start, we're just gonna say, okay. Did I get up my message? Did I say it, it yeah, might I'm cut off? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just rejoin. Okay, cool. Um. That's hard. Carla, how did you hear, wait, how did you overcome a negative body
1: image? So for me, it was just, I have to constantly tell myself like, you know what, you're beautiful, you know, Um, and I don't have a personal Instagram because I knew for me, seeing all these fake bodies, seeing all these women, it, it would just be way too much for me. So I set up a boundary for myself. I know, like some people are able to handle it, but but me, I can't. So I was like, I'm I'm not going to do this Instagram thing. When that when that popped off, I was like, I can't do that. Like I already have a really bad self hate relationship with my body, so I can't do that. Um, but like I said, like I started getting into working out, um, trying to make better healthy choices for myself, and then seeing how my body was responding to me loving my body. I was like, okay, wow, like, you know, this is beneficial. Like, I I have to stick with this because, like Crystal said, when you indulge in the things that you want to sometimes, you just feel like crap. So I can relate to that. You feel so um, lethargic and you just don't want to do anything. You want to stay in bed all day. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, I can't do that. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that's, oh, and then reminding myself, you know what? God said that I was wonderfully made. So <laughs> who gonna check me? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And especially, like, as we get older,
0: everything just affects us, like, worse. Like, we used to be able to drink a lot. Can't do that anymore. Recovery time is, like, zero. Don't even do it. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I like how you also said you set boundaries for yourself because a lot of people, they will get caught up in that and get caught up in seeing everything else. And, like, I feel like for us, it's so different because we grew up with social media. But, like, for the younger kids, like, they're going to have to probably really set those boundaries, too, because it's getting worse. The bots are getting bigger. The plastic surgeons. Plastic surgeons posting all these surgeries and stuff, prices getting cheaper. So yeah, Mm -hmm. boundaries is key. And fasting, we're doing like social media fast and
2: stuff. Now more than ever, we need to find healthy ways for coping with spiritual, mental, and emotional trauma.
0: Journaling is a cost-effective way to deal with trauma and generational wounds. The It's Not Your Diary brand is here to help you through faith and understanding. And we believe our daily journal prompts and the services we provide will become the first-hand knowledge that our future generations need to heal, overcome life's challenges, and to understand their family history.
2: So let's begin removing stigmas about spiritual, mental, and emotional health and watch how your life gets transformed.
0: You can listen to us on all podcast platforms at It's Not Your Diary and subscribe to our daily journal assignments at it'snotyourdiary.com.
2: Remember, It's Not Your Diary, Because what we journal about affects the generations to come. And now let's get on to the show.
0: So, Justine, what advice would you give to your younger self now? Okay, so first I
3: would say listen to your mom Mm -hmm. (laughs) because even though at the moment it's not what you really want to hear and you think like she don't know what she's talking about, (laughs) you might learn a few things. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also tell my younger self like you are beautiful, your chocolateness is beautiful. Your curly hair is popping, um, to love your body just the way it is and do not, do not, do not try to get um, thicker by eating, <laughs> you better do some squats, <laughs> you better go to the gym, you better build that butt some other type but do not eat, do not eat,
0: <laughs> do not eat, okay? so yeah that's so funny and I like how you said curly hair because I feel like for me that was something like, I got a perm the first time when I was four because my hair was just it was so this <laughs> and they couldn't they couldn't deal with it. so yeah I had a perm like most of my life I feel like that's super important to tell I girls too oh can my
1: gosh at four? Can you can you get a like a kitty one you it's can't perm my kids how like, oh <laughs> Y'all, I permed my hair curly because I wanted curly hair because all my cousins have curly hair. They're Puerto Rican. Aww. So they have like this wild, crazy, beautiful hair. And I was like, I always felt left out. And my mom took me to curl my, uh, perm my hair and I was infatuated with curly hair. I yeah. thought it was the most beautiful thing ever. Oh, I mean, it is. How did it turn out? Girl, curly. <laughs> I,
0: don't, I don't know would why I want to see hair? a picture.
1: Would, I would do it again. I would do it again. It's okay. just like the, the chemicals, they smell really bad
0: yeah
4: next
1: next but mama, i thought
4: i was the bomb <laughs> i remember when i was younger my mama was washing my hair and i went to school with mostly white girls and i used to be like i wish i could wear my hair down like them you know i used to wear their head down every day hmm. and I, I told my mom i wish i had a uh, white girl hair and we we was just talking about this, like, a couple weeks ago. I'm like, Mom, remember I said that? And I was like, little did I know. That's the only way they basically can wear their hair because not to be, you know, not to offend mm-hmm. them nothing, but ain't nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they, they wore their hair down because that's what was easier for them.
0: Yeah. I remember I used to say I wanted hair because my grandma worked at the beauty shop. It was, like, right across the street from St. Rita. I used to say, I want hair to go across the street to the football field. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but I really did want long hair. But yeah, never happened. my curly hair.
3: Yeah, especially because it shrink up. But yes, ponytail be all the way up to the top of your head. But my hair was so long, so it was like, when my mama did flat iron it. oh baby? I don't know who I thought I was.
4: <laughs> Get that flat iron done like once every couple months. <laughs> right. mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but they so would—they nice. still make y'all put it up like half up, half down. You could never wear it all down. No, my yes.
4: hair
0: down. Yes, no, yes. I had to have it half up in a
3: ponytail and the back down. Two oh. ponytails. <laughs> <laughs> two ponytail. Yes, but I used to whip
1: it.
0: Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-mm. Okay, so my next. Question is for Carla. Where did you learn about self care and self love, and how old
1: were you? Um, this is gonna sound real sad, but I didn't learn about self care or self love till I graduated high school. Unfortunately, my mom, like Crystal, I had the same experience where my mom would always be like, "Oh, you're gaining weight. Oh, you're fat. Oh, like you need to lose weight." Mm-hmm. She took me to a, nutri- a nutritionist once, and um, they put me on. To me. i don't know if you guys know what that is but it's a weight loss pill and i did lose so much weight but it's because i was not eating at all like it uh suppresses your appetite so she would like encourage me to do like the diets and the fads and it wasn't like i said till i met crystal who was like she loved her body i met crystal when she was chunky and even then she still loved her body so yes. Her energy really rubbed off on me. And I always say, like, Crystal's my body positivity friend. And, you know, it was just nice being around somebody who enjoys their body, somebody who loves their body, because I've been around people who hate their body. And like I said about the boundaries, like, I I can't be around them for too long because that will rub off on you. Mm -hmm. You're sitting there having a conversation with your friend and they're talking about how much oh my god I have this love handle and it just won't go away girl we all have it (laughs) right you know, like, models. okay, this these are normal bodies. Like, I know we see all the fake stuff, but we got to remember what real bodies look like.
4: Yes. You know? right.
1: And then this was, I guess it wasn't until like around 2012, 2013, when I started seeing the plus size models. When I was young, I never seen anybody who looked like me. Nope. Now these girls are popping up out of nowhere. Yes. Shoot, I should become an Instagram model. <laughs> but, no, <laughs> seriously. But, you know, it was nice to see other bodies. Unfortunately, oh. it's always the same body, though, that we see for the plus size woman, which is the super flat stomach, the big hips, the big <laughs> You know, where the where the pear the apple, you know, there's mm-hmm. other different body types. And yeah, that's like when I really started seeing like, oh, okay, like I can enjoy my body the way it is. And self-care, same thing. There was like this big movement where everybody's like, yeah, you know, you need to take care of yourself because you love yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it wasn't until that whole movement started that I was like okay, you know, this is, this is real.
0: Yeah. That's good. And then, okay, so have y'all seen the Fenty show yet? With the no. plus size Yeah. With uh, yeah, and um, Lizzo was in it. It was super like body positive. Oh my so, god! <laughs> I saw the plus size guy. That was
4: the first plus size male model I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, it was a lot of plus size models, and they had on lingerie like they were naked. Like Lizzo had on like fishnets and like a thong. She was you know, dancing, twerking. It's true never got clothes on but no it was so good to just see them and just be like wow they showing like because it's people who want to have lingerie and they don't know how they're going to look in it because they right. are you know like different sizes but yeah it was nice so anybody listening y'all should watch too I think it's on it's on Amazon for sure I don't know if it's on anything else I'm going to
1: have to see it I, I think Fenty does a great job at just bringing so much representation like yeah. you can always count on them Mm-hmm.
0: to bring it <laughs> yeah mariana mm-hmm. good for her okay uh so this question is for everybody um crystal you can go first how did you plan oh no how do you plan for self? crystal this question is for you how do you plan for rest and self-care
4: did I answer that remember some of my nails um
0: Okay, so you wanna wanna pass on this one? Okay, so this question is for Carla and Jaseel. How did, okay, uh, Jaseel, you can go first. How do you plan for rest and self-care? Okay, this is gonna be very detailed. So, first, I get
3: up, I take a shower, I use my body scrub. I make sure I body scrub. Um, I love to body scrub, by the way. Uh, anyways, so I, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. I make sure I do my hair, even if it's a bun, because I, I love bone life. Um, and I also make sure I put on some lashes, because, yeah. I, I
4: love sure. the girly girl in <laughs> you. I
3: love it. It's too cute. <laughs> the lashes make you extra cute. Girl, yes. <laughs> then I go, I get a massage. Okay, so I prep. So I already booked these appointments. Mm. <laughs> I go get a massage. I go get my nails done. So I get a Manny and Patty. I go get, I've been going to this um, foot reflexology place that is only $28 for an hour just to rub your feet. Oh, my God. <laughs> I be going there. Um, then I go shopping at Burlington. <laughs> I, go Burlington. I go get me a um, a Starbucks drink right across the street. <laughs> and then I go home and relax. I watch Netflix. I um journal for a little bit and then I go to sleep. <laughs>
0: Literally, I
4: have like a whole day to myself. I feel so relaxed just by listening to that <laughs> <thing>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah, it does.
4: So this this foot place, where is this? you got to feel the tea on this? Oh, I will definitely
0: tell you. I
3: mean, do do y'all want me to say it on here? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. So it's like uh, 128th and Pulaski. And I'm going to give y'all extra details, you know.
0: Later. Okay.
3: But okay. <laughs> uh, it's definitely well worth it. $28 per hour. And it's like a full body, but you, like, keep your clothes on. They focus a lot on your feet. They do the hot towels. They do the stone massage. Um, then they do, like, your shoulders, your back. They rub your temples. They get on your scalp. It's just amazing. Um, Amazing. Honestly, I'm How thinking... Nice. Kind of thinking about breaking my Massage Envy membership just so I can go to them a little more often. But, yeah, it's so worth
4: it. Oh, nice. Except for the clothes-on part because <laughs> how they really getting in
3: there. But that's the thing. You do got to wear, loose, like, a loose shirt because they, they would almost rip your shirt off trying to get their hands down.
1: I don't think I can top that. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think I can either. My self-care days suck compared to that. I just... This is gonna sound really horrible. I go to my spin class cause I enjoy it. It's on Saturday mornings. I really like it. Then I just come home. I wash my car and then I get a snack and then I just watch girlfriends <laughs> and
0: that's it. That's how I recuperate. <laughs> I mean, that's good if that's what you need. Mazz is super boring too. All I do is pretty much just like sit in quiet listen to a little music every now and then but my uh self-care is just like being by myself that's good yes just like talking to nobody thinking about nothing
1: yes that's something i want to master (laughs)
3: I I like that you go to the gym well you said you go to the gym and you you enjoy it I can't wait till I get to that point again in my life to where you know you want to go like
1: it's just like that that after feeling of like you know what dang like I did it I stuck through it I did it and I don't know like your your body's gonna thank you you
3: know I'm a little scared. I, I, I need to go to a spin class with you because I went
1: one time and girl, I didn't even finish. It's so much, I have so much fun. My instructor, she's nuts, but I have so much fun. I feel like I'm at the club, minus the <laughs> Oh wow,
0: that is fun. <laughs> So, for our next question, Carla, what's something you do that makes you feel good about yourself besides um, all your other self-care things?
1: Something that I do that makes me feel good about myself. Um, so, I think my makeup, doing my makeup, mm. it makes me feel cute. It makes me feel like I can conquer the world, you know, <laughs> like nobody can mess with me. And what else? Um What was the question again? I forgot. What's something you do that makes you feel good about yourself? Oh, okay. Not to get super religious or anything, but reading my Bible. Mm-hmm. I feel like... When I feel like I'm beginning to doubt how I look or I'm feeling negatively towards myself, God will remind me that he made me perfectly. So, yeah, it's a little cheesy, but it works and I it makes me feel good. That's good. I like that. It's like he whipped you back into shape and be like, yeah, it's like, you we ain't doing that today. Exactly. <laughs>
0: did you forget who I created you to be? Exactly. <laughs> And then Crystal, what advice would you give to your daughter about her body
4: image. So, Jordan, she got a 50-50 chance. She could get my fat jeans, her daddy is super, super skinny, so she's gonna go either way. Mm-hmm. If she go my way, I'm gonna feel her get in the gym. Okay. Get in the gym um, when you hear it, like, let's let's diet together, let's eat better, let's, let's get this regular schedule program together. Um, let's do that. If Jordan ever, ever, now I'm not saying surgery is bad, like, y'all do what y'all do, but if if Jordan ever mentioned surgery to me, or like wants to get surgery when she gets older, I might flip shit because I'm always saying she's perfect. And I'm going to tell her that I made you in his image. Are you perfect to him? Are you perfect to me? She going to always be perfect. And yeah, no, I would tell her to love yourself, love your body. Um, It sucks that she's so young and she got to grow up watching these um girls, these pretty girls with these fake bodies because they went through so much surgery. And Mm. I keep bringing up this uh, documentary that Carla had me watch, the one on Netflix. What is it
1: called? Uh, The Social Dilemma.
4: The Social Dilemma, which just makes everything make sense. It talks about how the generation behind us millennials, how they are the most depressed and anxious generation thus far. They want to be perfect because that's what they see on social media. They... They're looking at likes. The guy who created likes is on this documentary. And he says that like, he did not create the like button for it to be what it is today. But these poor kids coming up behind us—yeah, we grew up with social media, but we had like MySpace, and that was in like middle school. And, you know, mm-hmm. everybody was still regular. It wasn't until like high school when people started getting their ass and hips done. But we was already matured. Like yeah. these kids, their brains still developing, and they developing coming up on fake asses, big titties, and a little bitty waist, and a flat stomach. But we grew up, I mean, we saw, like, Leah, TLC. Yeah, they were skinny, but they had, like, those aren't regular bodies. I mean, they didn't have huge boobs. They had, like, you know, it fit their bodies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel bad that Jordan has to grow up, um, Watching these girls, I'ma just stay in her head. Like you know, that's not natural. That's not how nobody's supposed to look. Your ass not supposed to start at your your hips, not supposed to start at your belly, buddy. But yeah, and I will just tell her that God made her in His image, and she's just perfect no matter what. And I will hope that she just loves herself like I love her.
0: Hmm. Hopefully, honestly, I feel like if she see you loving yourself the way you do, she gonna grow up to love herself. Right.
1: Like yeah. So Especially like just like mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like as kid, well, I can remember as kid, as a kid, like I would see how my mom would speak about herself. Yeah. You know, and that affected me as well. Hmm. So. She's in good hands. Oh, but I I have a question for you, Crystal. Um, Because Jordan is gonna be growing up in this new age of social media, do you think you would put boundaries on her? You know, I really don't want
4: to pull her away from reality, like limit what she could watch on TV or what social media she uses because I can't monitor her 24/7 and guess what, she's going to sneak into it because I know when my mama tried to restrict me from things, I snuck and did it. So I don't want her to hide stuff from me. You know, if I if I try to be like, oh, you can't have an Instagram. She's going to probably sneak and get an Instagram anyways, nine times out of ten, because her friend's going to have it. And she's going to be seeing all this stuff anyway. She's not going to feel comfortable talking to me about it if I told her she can't have it. So no, I'm not going to restrict her from reality, because she's going to have to face it one day anyways. And I would rather her be comfortable coming to me. You know, we could look at it together. We'd be on Instagram together. We could talk about these bogus ass bodies together. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so you wouldn't put like an age limit at when at when she could get on Instagram. I think mm, or what, social media, I'm sorry. That that's a tough
4: one because what age is appropriate for Instagram? I don't know. Right. Which I, is I a huge discussion
1: like, right now. I
4: would say maybe like sixth grade, you like twelve. That's probably when she'll start getting interested in it. I don't think she will probably be interested in Instagram. Um, she'll probably right now, well, if TikTok don't get banned, she'll probably, you know, wanna TikTok um I don't know. That's that's a good question, though. Because like Carter, that's my nephew for the listeners. He's five. Uh, he just likes to watch YouTube. So he likes YouTube. Um, and that's it. He's five. He don't um, Mitch. Oh, Snapchat. He likes Snapchat, but only for the filters. Like he not on there looking at stories or nothing he just be on my snapchat using a filter so I don't know what age I don't know maybe if I feel she's mature enough and she comes to me wanting to be on Instagram I'll be more receptive of it mm-hmm. I mean I'm super understanding so yeah I wonder when in the age of being how I will feel but I do know that what I don't want to do not saying that my mama made a big mistake, but what I don't want to do is restrict her from things that she's gonna have, she's gonna see eventually, anyways. Or I don't want her sneaking doing things behind my back or rebel against me. So mm-hmm.
0: you rather just make sure she educated. Like if she' on there, she knows. Yeah, I want us to have
4: a hundred percent honest relationship That's I ain't had that with my mama. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like having to go behind their and back and do everything. I remember my mom told me I couldn't be on social media when like tagged was out mm-hmm. in my space and Facebook, like at the beginning, and then she added me on Facebook and then I just made another Facebook page. So like <laughs> it does just make sense to like educate your kids on like, you know, these are some things you might run into. Yep. Yeah.
4: Be more have more of an open, honest relationship (laughs) because I remember Mm. I had to go sneak on birth control in high school. Like and i end up telling my mom like months why she told my auntie to tell my mom but she never like talked about birth control and me i had to go learn about it myself
2: mm.
4: so i know my mama was a good mama don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but i know the things she did that i wish she didn't do or things she didn't do i wish she did and i want to just be better yeah. yeah i'm gonna talk to my baby about birth control all that let
0: me know mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. You want to have an open relationship with her and change things. Okay, so we got two more questions, y'all. So, Jaseel, what age did you think you started to really notice what, like, this body image was, about what this body image was, and, um, and why it was so important? Um... I would say
3: it was definitely high school. Um I don't really know what age. I was
0: I'm not sure. like I freshman sophomore year.
3: Yeah, like freshman maybe like middle of freshman year. He mm. um, said, why was it really important?
0: Yeah.
3: I think at the time it was, I was only thinking it was important because that's what everybody else was. It was so important to everybody else. And then yeah. like, you know, their opinions and everything like that felt important to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I remember like, like I guess I was really skinny. Like I felt like that's why nobody likes me up top of being a dark skinned girl. Like, oh God, no. So I just felt like nobody didn't like me like that. And then it wasn't until like junior year when I really did start to get like thicker and stuff because I was eating everything. I would come to school and they'd be like, dang, Giselle, you getting thick, like. (laughs) (laughs) Geeking you up. No, but it was like, it was like geeking me up. Yes, I'm like, okay. But then they'll turn around and they behind my back talking about some, oh, the boy I was with, I must be having sex. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, at the moment, I wasn't even thinking about that. Like, that is not it. I am not thick because of no boy. You know, it was just, it like turned to a negative thing. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, what the heck? I can't even be thick. Oh my God, that was the thing in high school. Like, people Mm -hmm. thought if you
4: had sex, your ass and your hips
3: got wider. I'm just no. Eyes. My right. So yeah,
4: high school. Hmm. Just see, I love you. Keep bringing up this chocolate <laughs> skin tone because chocolate is what it is. <laughs> you like our niggas dark like do say
1: <laughs> Chocolate is really pretty. <laughs>
4: I love that you love the chocolate because, girl, I I, I hate the whole colorist thing. Like, the I'm, dark dark skin, pretty for a dark skin, girl, that's that's just crazy to me because dark is so pretty.
0: Right. I
4: don't even know Real why was with
1: chocolate, that. Y'all, when I started hanging out with Crystal, okay, I thought she was dark skin. And she was like, girl, I am not. She was like, I'm like, what did you say? I don't know she said something i was like i didn't know that there was like a whole big difference like she had to really educate me on it
4: well yeah
1: because in the black
4: community yes girl we do this i'm considered light skin and like caramel is like the next shade after me then it's like brown skin then it's dark skin like so you think i'm dark skin
1: girl i'm i'm light that no. was back then. That was like in 2010 when we met or whatever. But um, yeah, I didn't know. She really taught me a lot. But yeah, I'm I think your it's daddy day. color. Me and your daddy's like the same color. <laughs> Literally, this woman and my dad. <laughs> <laughs> we are. He love dark Puerto Rican. <laughs> uh, but just uh, Yeah, it's good that your mom instilled that into you because, girl, it's a hot mess out here. Like there's not really a big uh, representation of dark-skinned women. Now we're starting to see it. Yeah. But, like, um, you know, it was non-existent for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's so sad. It was hard.
3: It, it took a long time. Like, even after high school, I was just, I always felt like, I mean, I knew I was cute, you know, especially when I got in high school. I just i just knew I was cute, you know, But after high school. But when... It's still like when I go out, the boys be ready for the light skin. All, I'm always, i am always I'm the darkest out of all my friends. So um they always wanted them first. Or like the dark skinned boy will me. And I was just like, I mean, I love dark skinned men, so it didn't matter. But I'm yeah, like, I do. you don't like me. <laughs> I mean, I like you because you're dark skinned, but you only like me because you dark skinned? I don't know. Like, but it took me a long time to finally like just be like because
0: I mean you ain't not like you and you like bright,
1: like whatever so <laughs> it, is what it is well we love to see it <laughs> yes
0: and then so one thing I do just want to touch on real quick before we move on is how you said your image didn't really affect you but it was like what everybody else thought about like you know you or other people around you and you will see what they would say and I feel like that's kind of what shaped my body image too, like seeing how other people felt about me. It's like, okay, I should feel bad about how I look. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what shaped it. And like my mom's image of like, no, you got this type of body. You shouldn't wear tight clothes. Like that's like instilled in me. And we was talking about this earlier. Like yeah. I like it. So now like, because that's what I knew, like now I just wear all my clothes, like oversized. I normally buy all my clothes bigger on purpose. But now it's just like what I like and I don't like the small like tight clothes. Like I just don't like them. But I also haven't tried to really wear them that much. But anyway. I think if if
3: people didn't state their opinions, everybody'd be rocking how they look and everybody would love how they look. It's just the okay. it's just an opinion thing. mm mm-hmm.
0: if, exactly.
3: if, if the world exists without opinions <laughs> and expectations.
0: Mm-hmm. For real okay so our last question this is for everybody to answer how do you feel body image is portrayed in the world from your personal experience
3: um can i go first you can go
0: first i would say
3: judgmental Mm. very judgmental um just like i just stated everybody have opinion on every on everything everybody got expectations on what you're supposed to look like how you're supposed to feel and it's just that's not reality Mm -hmm. so I think it's ve- the world is very judgy. And yeah, that's very unhealthy.
0: I agree. I agree. Who's um, next? Oh.
1: I feel like the world's view on body image is it's okay if you only have a certain type of body. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be a little bit thicker, but you have to have a certain type of body for it to be okay. Yeah, which is bogus. Everybody is. Everybody is beautiful, mm-hmm. and you know. I think we need to step away from the aesthetics and start really teaching the younger generation about health and how to really just nurture and love and take care of the one body you're ever going to get. You know what I mean? So if we could just step away from the aesthetics, I think we'll be better off.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah, I agree with both of y'all. Yeah, I um. Dang. I had a thought and then it left. So <laughs> I actually forgot the question. Oh, so, um, how do you feel body image is portrayed in the world? Yeah,
4: um, to add on what Carla said about the the one body image being acceptable, that's real accurate right now. Like it's one body type that everybody wants. Kim like, K. Yeah, ew. More <laughs> like uh, Kylie. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, both both of them look like. I mean, it's it's just that we saw them before they got out of surgery and we seeing them now. So it's like, wow, like y'all, you you just have to, in my opinion, you just have to really hate yourself to go do all that to your body. Mm-hmm. And I'm not knocking women for getting surgery at all whatsoever. I know sometimes, like as much as you work out and eat right, your body just still not to where you want it to be. And especially women who have kids, you know, mm-hmm. kids will destroy your body. I get it. I really do. The mommy makeovers, I really do get it. But these bitches like Kim K, out here, these bitches ain't even had no kids yet. And like, I mean, Kylie, she was small. She was small on the show. And look at her sister Kendall. Like her sister Kendall, she's bad. She's a model. She's bad. And she just, Kylie went and got all this uh, work done to herself. And it's, it's just like, You just got to really hate yourself to go make yourself look like a whole nother person. Like, you really didn't like anything about your original self? Like, she looks totally different now. Mm
1: -hmm. And I feel like like people, I don't want to, like, plastic surgery shame anybody. But I feel like you have to mentally prepare yourself to do that. Because first, you have to love the body that you have. Accept the body that you have. Then if you want to go do improvements, I feel like that's fine. Go ahead, do whatever you got to do. Yeah. But after you do that improvement, are you going to still pick at your body and look at something else to change? Because mm-hmm. at that point, I think it's, it's a mental like, issue, yeah. you know, because you're, now you're just focusing on something else that you want to change. And that's that's how we see these girls just become blow-up dolls with yeah. you know, the like extreme lips, the extreme hips, the extreme butt. So, I feel like, I honestly think if you're gonna do plastic surgery, you should have like a counseling session before.
4: That's a good idea. You like, you need to make sure your mental health is in check before you, like, what is, what really is it about your body, like, that's, that's, that you really don't like, and what's making you feel that way, and how long have you been feeling that way, like, what social medias are you on, who your friends you be around, like, are your friends, uh, that type of girl, like I was telling y'all about, the girl who I was around who was suggesting uh, we go get our teeth done. And I'm just like, girl, I think my teeth are pretty. Like, I don't think I need to go get my teeth done in big ass mm-hmm. veneers to be wearing. <laughs> but, yeah, this 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 image everybody want to look like, it's just so unrealistic. Like we say, unless you go to the surgeon, it's just not realistic. Like Jaseel said, go do some squats or something. Go do some
3: squats <laughs> and some sit-ups. For real. I, I want to say I had watched this YouTube video and the girl was saying she got she got her boobs done and it was terrible. She didn't like the after effect or whatever. And she had said it all started with just the one surgery. I think she got her lip uh, lip fillers mm-hmm. and then she said it just went out of control. She was like I see how people get addicted because she was like I wanted to get it again. She was like I wanted to get something else. So I got my boobs and mm-hmm. I wanted to get my, my um the, the stomach sucked out my, the fat sucked out of my stomach. So she said it does start with something so small. I'm just like,
1: that's crazy. Like, yeah.
3: Because
4: it's that, it's that quick fix. hmm Yep. Instant
1: but it's so, gratification. that's me
4: to undergo, like, those extensive, I mean, I know lipo isn't that invasive, but as far as, like, getting, like, um, the fat transfers like that's like too much adipose tissue in one area that can cause like health problems like it's real unhealthy just get the fat sucked out y'all
2: right get it oh my out. God.
4: Shit. leave it <laughs> out no, but it's it this is that's real hard on your body to those surgeries. So mm-hmm. I think that women need to um, be more aware of that, be more aware of their health, and like is your health, especially if you have like kids or family um, who depend on you. Like you got to put your health first. Is it really worth going under the knife, right? Or some uh, back fat or
0: y'all want y'all got any last uh, things you want to say? Mm-hmm. Love yourself. I was about to say, love yourself. Be active in your health. Be kind to yourself. Yes. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> just get active if you don't want to work out just like do a I don't dance don't become obsessed
1: either because you could become obsessive if you're working oh, out yes. and you're doing it for the wrong reasons do it mm-hmm. because you love yourself and you want to be healthy
0: but thank you so much for joining me ladies I know a lot of people probably learn so much from us just sharing and being vulnerable so I just want to say thank y'all thank you cool. have a great night thanks I for having us a-